You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JSC has opened its doors for the first day of the first long trading week for a couple of weeks, I think it is. We've got five days ahead of us. What will those five days yield? Here to discuss that is Nick Kunzer from Sandland Private Wealth, and this is the opening. It's not the greatest start to the new week, is it, Nick? Morning, Lindsay. Yeah, five days, five days ahead of us. Um, but no, not off to not off to a great start. And in fact, um, if you look at what happened in Wall Street on Friday, mm. not a great start to the new month of May anyway. And uh, there has been a few, you know, a few comments doing rounds. Is 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 this the sell in May and go away? Mm. Uh, but it certainly hasn't been a good start. And 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 quite frankly, besides, I guess a little bit of catch up from from Friday on Wall Street. Battling to to real to get a sense of why we so heavy this morning. Um, banks getting really the bearing the brunt of it. Um, I see Sassel down eleven percent, but then then the, I saw a note that uh, <clears throat> the Dutch listed Shell that's down eight percent as well, and BP's down about seven percent in London. So there's definitely an energy and oil gas sector sell off across the board. But but to actually drill down, Lindsay, into why we're down, you know, one thousand two hundred points, it's difficult to get a feel for it actually. Well, obviously, but what happened on Friday in the United States, mm-hmm. and also the fact that the S and P futures down and the oil market is down mm-hmm. a little bit. What worries me about this, Nick, is that we got used to. March and we would be aghast and we would sort of suck in air and say, my goodness, look at the S&P now when we were talking on the opening mm. and on the five o'clock shadow during the month of March. We say, can you believe what's happening? Six, seven, eight percent down here and there. What I think is slightly worse because that was ripping the plaster off in one go. What is happening now, and I think what is going to continue to happen now, is it'll be a slow grind to the downside, and it'll be very dispiriting to see that. So we've got the S&P futures down about what at the moment? Um, half a percent? Yeah, point, like point 0.7, no, a little bit more, point 0.7. Okay, point 0.7 percent. But this is the reality setting in. And when you see Mr. Mr. Trump, President Trump on Fox last night and you see what he said in a tweet about it was almost biblical in its in its dimensions i don't know if you saw what he said i'll read it to you later but i'm starting to worry a little bit about a slow grind to the downside which is really boring it is really boring and, and for for traders like ourselves it's like the wa- the last thing you need you know you need we need volatility you know that the the last month or two's been if you caught the right side of it just fantastic swings in the likes of oil and other asset classes from a trading point of view but i think and i'm and i share your sentiment i think the as we get the the news flow and the reality of what's actually happening um on the ground floor um you'll certainly You'll certainly, you'll certainly see the reality coming through. Um, you know, only have to look no further than, uh, you know, the jobless numbers that are coming out. The, the, the numbers out of Amazon. I mean, Amazon down, uh, what was it? Down 9%, I think, on Friday, uh, on Friday while we were shut. Yes. Uh, Apple as well, also a little bit lighter. So I think, you know, at one, I think Dice sort of digesting the reality on the ground floor and then trying to, to marry it with some of these levels of asset prices on the other side. I think you know we've got to we've got to find a bit in between, and right now I think the, that in between is definitely to the downside. Yes, indeed. Uh, so the mid this morning is not good, is what you're saying. So we've got the catch up from Friday, and also the yep. uh, just general uh, sentiment of oh um, my goodness, it's just, a Monday. Uh, general general sentiment, Lindsay. I think also you know it's. Um, I just think you know, reality is setting in. I mean, look at you know it's a risk off day. 
Uh, May is traditionally a bit of a scary month. We all know the old adage, sell a May and go away. <clears throat> and then also, you know, this week is obviously a crucial week with the likes of, uh, you know, the monthly jobless, you know, the Jobs Friday coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a lot of big numbers out this week too. I mean, we've got some big industrial numbers and manufacturing numbers out of the Eurozone this week. Uh, China on Thursday with their trade balance and exports, German industrial productions. I mean, I could go on. It's a chocker, chocker week. Um, and I think given on the back of, of once again, a horrific set of uh, weekly jobless numbers out of the States, and they're looking for a number for this Friday. Um, they're looking for a fall of payroll unemployment to be 22 million for the month of April. <clears throat> 22 million unemployed. And then the other number which was stood up for me was the actual unemployment rate. They're looking for 16.3%. I mean, Lindsay, this is frightening stuff. I mean, this would be the highest rate. It actually doesn't go back any further. They can track it back to 1948, which is as far back as the monthly data that's from the Bureau of Labor Statistics stretches. So, I mean, once again, record after record, and they're not good records. These are bad records. Uh, and bad presidents as well, and bad people in, in leadership. It doesn't matter whether it's Boris Johnson or Donald Trump or President yeah. Xi or Erdogan. They, they are all, I'm sorry, they're all uh, complicit here. Listen to this. Mm. This is a tweet that came out 16 hours ago, it says here. And Donald J. Trump says the following. <laughs> sorry, I have to laugh. It's a nervous laugh. Mm. And then came a plague, a great and powerful plague. <laughs> And the world was never to be the same again, exclamation mark. But America rose from this death and destruction, always remembering its many lost souls and the lost souls all over the world and became greater than ever before, exclamation mark. What is that? Can, can is anyone that an adequately? I don't, yeah, there is a tweet that came out 16 hours ago from oh, Donald J. Good. Trump. What can anybody adequately explain what that is? Well, what does he think he is, I mean, Moses first... or something? Well, my first my gut response would be he's just talking directly to his voter base. Um, I mean, it, it reminds me of a story uh, when he first came around. One of his sort of ardent supporters who's an, a sort of evangelical preacher, and they were trying to equate the, the book of Revelation with, um, with the angel Gabriel blowing on a trumpet. <laughs> and they tried to reword it so that it was actually the trump will come along again and i mean that's my first thought i mean this is just i mean the fact that he hasn't sort of roped in the the, the locusts on the east coast of Africa to really make it a biblical response is is anything that's been left out but Lindsay's staggering i mean he's a staggering stuff from quite frankly uh, an administration who by all intents and purposes hasn't played its part that well and uh, it, by now i mean america now the number one sort of ground zero for coronavirus cases in the world. Yes, anyway, it's all unravelling. And uh, what I don't like is the politicisation of the coronavirus as well and this, no. this, uh, this obvious... Well, it's election year, Lindsay. It's election year. Well, exactly. That's, that's the whole point. And he's having a really... He's having a go at China. We, no one knows the facts. So we can't speak yeah. from a, a position of authority about what, it, what did happen, where the virus started. But rather just work together. Instead of saying one thing in March, saying, I really like President Xi, he's a good friend of mine... And now saying that he's, um, you know, he's he's the person that caused it. It's just unbelievable. Anyway, what's happening on the on the market this morning? How much are we down before we get into the semantics? Okay, well, just to give you the facts, we are down two point seven three percent on the top forty currently. That's one thousand two hundred points, oh. and the all share down two point seven six. Yeah, and, and I must tell you, the original sort of uh, broker forecast that I got, I did a show earlier on 
and a feedback to my the Sunlum team. And we're looking at about 600 points down, about 1.3%. So it really has accelerated within the last 40 sort of two minutes that we've been open. And uh, mm. yeah, I don't actually have a great feeling about this one. I think this, this selling could easily just continue, as you said. I think you're spot on. This could just grind lower as we go along. Yes, hopefully not. But uh, hopefully uh, yeah, there won't be these big uh, spikes up and down and people can actually mm. uh, reconcile themselves to the fact that they need to manage their portfolios and their market isn't going to go up mm. anywhere, but it's not going to spike down to new lows. Hopefully, it'll just be a little bit of consolidation uh, with a bias to the downside, hopefully, because that's the best we can hope for. Uh, dollar rand is 18.79. British pound against the rand is 23. 23- 38 the euro rand yeah here we go again uh, 2055 and the euro dollar is 10935 uh, on friday in the united states the dow jones was down two and a half percent just over two and a half percent or 622 points the futures this morning are down about three quarters of a percent or around about 170 180 points which is awful um the shanghai index is aren't they closed this week Yes, so so there's actually quite a few. So markets in China, Japan, and Thailand are all closed today, mm. and China for the next five days. It's so Hong Kong week, was open. I think. It, yeah, yeah, and Hong Kong was open, which which bore the uh, sort of brunt of it, which ten cent was down four percent. But the mm. rest, you're right, most of the Asia is, is shut. Hang Seng down four point three percent. The Australian uh, all share index is up one point two percent. Tokyo is open though, and that's down two point eight percent. Let's have a look at commodities now. The gold price holding on to seventeen hundred seventeen oh five, which is up five dollars an ounce. The platinum price is barely changed at seven sixty six. Where's palladium, please? That's up a percent, up eighteen dollars. And crude oil, that was down about five percent. I saw earlier on. Yeah. So so. Uh- Brent is currently down 1.4%, and the West Texas contract is down 6%. There's also been, like, the last, I guess the last hour, the move's been quite interesting. So oil is, is accelerated at sell-off. Mm-hmm. Uh, gold was flat, and that's now up, um, as you said, up up $5. And our rand was, at one point, was went out to 18.95, not even an hour ago, Oof. then went to 18.90, and now it's back at 18.78. So it's almost, it almost feels like, you know, the spreads are wide, the market's quite thin. We're trying to find a, a level here, and the market is certainly battling. I mean, you've got the stronger rand, which doesn't time the risk-off theme either. So some really strange moves. It's got a bit of a perplexing day this morning. I've got a bad feeling about it, but we'll come to that later on. Uh, what have we got on the Stock Exchange News Service announcements? Net One UPS Technologies, impact of the coronavirus. We don't need to worry about that. Um, uh, results for... Pumalela Gaming and Leisure Limited, a small cap, the share price down 26%. Don't follow that one. Well, people aren't betting because there's nothing to bet on. That's the whole point about <sighs> Pumalela, I think. There's no horse racing, you, there's no football, there's that. nothing. You, but you say that. I was do. A, the, one of the leading articles in the Financial Times this weekend on the market section was on, you would know them, it's, it's the group that owns Paddy Power, mm. which is the big, uh, the UK, or the big European betting um, uh, for online betting agency in, in the UK. And uh, the other one, William Hill, which is also listed, those, those who are familiar with the UK recognize those two names. Yes. They were actually the best performing stocks on the FTSE for the month of April. Like something like 50 odd percent up. And, and the question was, Mark, the FT was asking, and it was, why? Why? They're all up yeah. significantly on the year, significantly on the month. There's no sporting events going on, but yet these stocks should perform. So, 
I don't know. I know the real Paddy Power. I've spoken to him many times, but he's retired from uh, public media life, and I speak to a very really? nice uh, a colleague of, of, of his, and she tells me what, what's going on. So I'm going to call her later on today and see if she's yeah, willing to, to speak. One but, of the best performing shares on the FTSE. But uh, they used to have lo- some wonderful advertising slogans. and they, I think at one stage, I remember they, got, they sort of made a name for themselves with their way out of advertising, a bit like Nando's does. But I think they, I think they, but they got some, I don't know, some uh, Irish rugby player to tattoo their name on their stomach. I don't know. It's, it's done, it's He's done really so much. Uh, Paddy Power is a genius, yeah. and the team around him as well, and their social media. Mm, mm. Um, Brilliant. A presence is very, very good. When there, when there are football matches, you must watch them. Uh, let's get away from Paddy Power now and go to famous brands. Voluntary yeah, so trading just... update. Here mm. we go. Go uh, for it. Uh, seven and a third percent down famous brands. What did they say with their voluntary trading update? Uh, I put it out, but it was, it was so thin on detail. I'll tell you now. It, I think it was literally two lines, Lindsay. There was hardly anything in it. It says here, while the um, impact of our lockdowns... It's with our, manufacturing or something. Yeah, it says... Um, while the impact of the lockdowns on our business has been varied across the geographies, the group has effectively generated negligible revenue for a period mm. of five weeks. That's quite clumsily put, actually, I have to say. Yeah, the, the one line, this is what I saw. The one line, the actual official one-liner was groups manufacturing and logistics operations have also been closed in compliance with government legislative lockdowns. But, yes, very little detail. I'll tell you what popped up for me today while we've been on the call was mm. there was an announcement that just came across the wires in Invicta mm. Holdings, uh, initiatives surrounding a potential disposable of assets are still ongoing. There's a lot of these little smaller caps down in the Western Cape that seem to be in play at the moment, interestingly enough. You know, we saw the likes of, obviously, the big one, Capitec and, and PSG, but then also not far behind is... Um, Zeta was the speculation, and then it's a yes. similar sort of stable as Invicta. So quite a little bit of corporate, a little bit of plays going on down there. Invicta, of course, part of the Christo Visa uh, empire. Or, mm-hmm. uh, Correct, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay, just go back to famous brands because the last point is quite interesting. It says here, while management mm-hmm. is hopeful that these trading activities might provide a much-needed boost to revenue and morale – I haven't seen morale before in a stock exchange news service announcement. It goes on to say, mm-hmm. the viability of this limited delivery offering remains to be proved. Shareholders will be apprised of further updates in this regard in due course. They're talking about uh, deliveries from their restaurants, of course, mm. which is common everywhere else in the world. Uh, the group's leading brands will be the primary providers of this delivery-only service, including Steers, Debonairs, Pizza and Fisherways, and to a much smaller extent, Wimpy and Mug and Bean. So they're they're, they're trying to do something just to keep people trying to uh, just trying to do something and, and keep some jobs, which is the main thing. I think. I think a lot of these companies, um, the more I'm sort of reading about, it, certainly with the, the restaurant space. I know I can't speak what it is about abroad, but certainly in the South African space, just mainly keeping the doors open to. Uh, to keep some people coming in and to keep some salaries going because majority of these restaurants um, operating as takeaways when they used to be sit-downs, they're not profitable, Lindsay. They're not making money. I mean, famous brands, and as you said, you rightly pointed out, a lot of brands that South Africans would recognize, Wimpy, Mug and Bean, Europa, Tashers. Uh, I think they've also, as you said, I think Debonair's eh, and Fishways mm. amongst the others. So they're not making money. And I mean, the stock's down 51% yet today, down 7% currently at the moment. And uh, I think it's just a matter of uh, keeping things turning over until we return to normal. 
South Africa New South Africa's Imperial Logistics to sell its European shipping business. I mean, maybe selling at the low. Uh, but on the other hand, maybe uh, Warren Buffett is selling at the low because he had a 10% stake in the four major US airlines and he sold them over the last few weeks. And he just said, I can't see... I can't see the airline business getting back. I mean, getting back to what it was for many, many years. And this is something that I put out on a tweet a few days ago before Trump mm. announced this uh, publicly. I said British Airways is abandoning Gatwick Airport. It's culling 12,000 employees. We're not going to get back to what we were. So, of course, Mr. Buffett may well have done himself and Berkshire Hathaway a, a favor because you know, although these prices are low, they may get, go much lower from what I hear. Yeah, but just touching on 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 the, the the sort of Berkshire Hathaway earnings, interestingly enough, because that was actually came out of the weekend on the Sunday, and uh, what I quite giggled to myself because it used to be a bit of an institution. That I don't know if you've ever been. I've never been, but going no. to Oklahoma and, and listening to uh, to Omaha and listening to him to speak was such a, a big thing. But it was the first Zoom uh, virtual town hall meeting. That, uh, that Mr. Buffett held. But if you actually drill down to some of those numbers, I mean, he waffled on for a few hours. He always tried to pick up a couple of tidbits, but Charlie Munger wasn't there, incidentally, so a few people were a bit disappointed by that. Um, but if you actually look at some of those, those, those numbers, they were staggering. I mean, the, they lost $55 billion mm. in the quarter. Um, you know, it just it is quite eye-watering when you see a, a, a company of this stature losing that amount, but showing you how bad it is. And more importantly, the cash power they're now sitting on. And the one that caught me, mm. they said quite uh, sort of strongly, they didn't buy one single thing in the last quarter with yeah. the S&P dropping and the American markets That's dropping. That's very unusual. Big, yeah. Very unusual. Not a thing. So, so Mr. Buffett and the value investors did not put one cent of their – a hundred, I think, forty billion dollar cash power to work in in in, in the uh, equity markets at all. So bear that in mind, people, when you're thinking this is a bargain right now. Very interesting. Okay, top five major moves uh, after. 53 minutes of trading on the JSC, according to my 15-minute delayed screen. Harmony up 5.1%. DRD Gold up 35 Distel up 3.1%. So we've got Gold, Gold, Booze. And then we've got Goldfields up 3%. Gold and Anglo Gold Ashanti also Gold up 2%. Interesting. Uh, on the downside, Sassel down 10.3%. Energy, Hammerson uh, down 10%. Property, Nedcor down 8.1%. Banking, Standard Bank down 7 and 3 quarters. And Resilient, Property down 7.1 percent i've got a really bad feeling about this week nick am i just being too pessimistic because it's a long week no no i think i think we are starting to certainly certainly from an investor's point of view starting to be able to make calculated decisions where the last couple of uh, i guess the last couple of weeks were a lot about you know back the central banks you know buy on the hope that things will get better, look through the cycle, to use all the expressions. But what we're seeing now is is exactly that. In a week or two of earnings coming throughout the States, earnings coming through out of out of uh, out of the Eurozone, earnings coming through out of here in South Africa, and you're actually starting to see and of course don't forget the data. We've got the monthly numbers coming out uh, on Friday with the unemployment numbers. We're actually seeing the data and how bad things are. And, and you'd have to say, um, you know, we, I think there's a little bit too much of, of froth, a little bit too much of, of hope built into some of these asset prices for now. And I think you're seeing a bit of a, a bit of that coming through now, a bit of deflation. And I think you're right. It might be quite a, quite a tough week. 
Yes, I think so. After 55 minutes of trading now, give us the JSC indices, please, as they prevail. Okay, so as they prevail, we have the JSC all shared on 2.73%, down 1,375 points, back under 50,000 at 48,961. Uh, the top 40 down 2.79 as well, 1,298 points. And in individual indices, there is very little besides a few gold shares that are up. The rest is all in the red, starting with uh, healthcare down 1.44%, technology services down 2.45%, financials having a tough session with these banks, 4.72% down, Ouch. and energy shares down 4.25%, led by the likes of Sassel done currently seven percent at the moment nick kunza thanks so much for your time this morning that was the opening and nick will be back with me for the five o'clock shadow the views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of lindsay williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy position or opinion of any other agency organization employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author and since we are critically thinking human beings these views are always subject to change revision and rethinking at any time please do not hold us to them in perpetuity